Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with personal branding and fine art photographer, speaker, podcaster, and philanthropist, Mai Lenz. She has a passion for helping women lead unapologetically. Her focus is to help women entrepreneurs increase brand awareness to generate more leads, increase sales, and grow their small businesses. Her photo shoots are a personal and transformational experience. Photography has allowed her to have deeper conversations with women of all ages, shapes, and sizes. She loves learning about their stores, their challenges, and their fears. Enjoy this interview. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm sorry. I think I missed something that you said. I was trying to put my headphones. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I was just asking, how are you today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it's great to meet you. I'm glad we had the chance to catch up. It took a little while. <laughs> we're here. I know. <laughs> Finally, know? we're here. I'm so yes. happy to be here. Me too. So where are you located? I'm in Miami, Florida. Oh, wow. Where are you located? There. I'm in Kansas City. Oh, I've never been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, so we uh, have it's an a- excuse. Right. Visit each other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, the, the only thing, it's like, it's funny when you haven't been somewhere, what your mind will construct. And I just keep thinking about it. It almost seems like a Hawaii down there. Like it's every time I see images, it's just this glorious, brightly lit oceans, palms, all of these things going on. Just seems cool down there. It is cool, but it, the weather today, it's kind of crazy. It's a little, um, it's, ra- it's been raining this whole week. Yeah. And school just started here. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I, I work, my day job is as an IT tech for a large school district. So we're going to start next week. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's so awesome. My husband is an IT for a school system here, too. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 I go to the schools and take care of all the equipment and all that. So it's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I this can is... relate to that because I sometimes help him out. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's right. Yeah. My <laughs> wife, her learning curve has gone up. She's a teacher. She's a fifth grade teacher. So she's always, everybody always goes up to her and says, Hey, can you get Joe to come in here? And so. <laughs> <laughs> Not that she doesn't have that much going on in with right. fifth graders, right? <laughs> yeah, they're just sitting around all the time, you know? So, well, hey, it's great to meet you. And before we get into your very interesting existence and life and professional mission, I want to know how did you survive the last three years with COVID? How did you get through it? And how did it change you? To be honest with you, COVID was an opportunity to open my own podcast. Um, I was dealing with uh, family issues. Um, my cousin daughter had passed away and my sister passed away in 2016. So there was a lot of things going on in my life uh, during COVID. And I was like, I have to do something or I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> and podcasting was something that wasn't like something like really was in my radar, but it's something that I, it was on my list of to-dos Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was a child. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a long list of things that we want to do. And not that I knew what podcast was, you know, but radio host. So it was, it was fun and it's yeah. fun and it's interesting meeting people like you and so many guests that I had on the podcast. And that's how I dealt with the painful times of, 2020. It's 2019, 2020. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty therapeutic thing. I think especially in this divided, divisive world of politics, when you can yep. actually talk to people, <laughs> you realize that we all have much more in common than we don't. Right, right. You know? So yeah. but there's, there's so many people out there doing so many things. It just blows my mind. I mean, there's just, you just, you, it, it's infinite, you know, the, it just never stops, which is the beauty of it because you could do this forever and you could still run into a new person with a new profession or something new that you had no idea about. Yes. You know, sometimes we build this mindset that everything is limited mm-hmm. and people say the sky is the limit. No, not really. The sky is not the limit. We have the universe, the whole universe. And there's always um something new to learn from everyone. You learn from Little kids, you learn from adults, you learn from your pets. I have a dog and a bunny. <laughs> when yeah. I don't have anybody to talk to, I talk to them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sounds crazy, but it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the interesting thing, it's kind of like that Steven Spielberg thing that he's putting to all of us. Sometimes we have to revert back to that childhood notion of mm-hmm. the things are infinite. And that's the beauty of child wonder is that there's not walls. And the unfortunate thing about becoming an adult is that we build all these walls up around us and we say we can't do this when really right. we probably can. It just requires more effort. <laughs> so, you know. It's and it's not to say, you know, that um we don't have limits. Of course, we have physical limits. Like maybe you can lift a uh, hundred, three hundred pounds, and I can only I'm limited to fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are. But if your mindset is open to growth, yeah, there's limit. There's no limit to what you can do. For sure. So let's get to the essence of what you do for a living. Um. If I put you in front of a bunch of third graders, speaking of youth, and you're at a career day, and one of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? You know, that's funny that you say that. Because when I started doing speaking engagements, it was in school, career day for my daughters. um, And I was very popular (laughs) because I used to talk to my daughters and ask them, hey, um, what did your friends thought about, you know, my my." my presentation and they're like mom you and the firefighter were like on the top everybody (laughs) wanted to be you or the firefighter i was like oh my god that's so awesome (laughs) so i'm a photographer um and um i don't go too much into the technical because telling you how to work a camera like that's not my thing photography is just a tool that i use but um i would love I would love to tell you how I opened or how I decided to become a photographer. Because if you are in front of a bunch of little kids and they, we ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? Many of them will say a photographer, <laughs> a firefighter, a policeman, but I had no clue what I wanted to be because I've never been okay with being in in a little box. Like my imagination was so big that I wanted to be an actress, um, a movie director, a teacher, a model. uh, My goodness, so many things, a writer. And um, so when I graduated back in 2003 as a web designer, I opened a business with a partner. 
And after graduating, after, after graduating and I left my job, I was working for a company doing design. Um, and I left that company to work as an executive director for a nonprofit. And after two years, we decided to close that company. And one day I said, you know what? I'm going to become a photographer. How hard can that be? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I was so wrong, but I was still freelancing as a web designer. And my soul was just craving, craving for something else. And I was burning out. So I started saving money to purchase, you know, the best gear, what they said that it was, you know, this is what you need to open to become a professional photographer and open a studio. So I did that. And in 2011, I started shooting everything under the sun. And in 2012, I left my job and started my journey into photography. And by the way, like I said, I was dead wrong about you know, photography being so easy, like anybody, sure, anybody can do it. But in practice, you know, it's more complicated, mm-hmm. time consuming, my goodness, and so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like anything else. It requires a lot of effort and it's worth it. So I will tell little children, you know, to play, to have fun and, and to, um, if they want to become a photographer, just to stay curious. Yeah. I want to be that child being yeah. curious. Huh? You know, it's interesting. So you obviously, since you capture all of these stunning um, images, what what was the art when you were growing up? What was the photography or artwork or visualizations that you were looking at that inspired you? None. <laughs> Wow. If I, I will lie to you if I say, Oh my goodness, growing up, you know, like I said, I had a long list. Um, but I didn't. I was more into dancing and expressing myself in so many other ways that it, it wasn't like I don't have that beautiful stories that my grandma gave me. A camera and I went to the dark room. By the way, I'm a photographer that has never been in a dark room. <laughs> dark room. Um, I started in the digital world. Um, so, but I do want to, you know, try that dark room once in my lifetime because when I see my work being printed, I, I'm just in awe, just looking at the print and, and seeing that art, you know, like, coming out of the printer, it, it's just a feeling that it cannot be explained, but people that are, that love art or other photographers can know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I certainly do. So, I don't know if I answer your question. You did. You certainly did. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. I remember in high school, they had a dark room and I remember how what a big deal it was and how I didn't realize how the actual manufacturing of it went into it. But what was the moment for you? What picture or photo shoot or moment did you say, I've arrived? I'm a photographer. This makes sense. This life makes sense to me. Oh, my goodness. There were so many moments. But um, since I started my 
main goal was to give my clients the best experience ever. That was always on the back burner in my mind, you know, like it's the experience. And of course, my photography at the beginning, since I didn't have, I had a background in web design and in photography. I never when I never took a class. So I was just shooting like, you know, anything under the sun. But I fell in love with newborn. So I started shooting newborn. And one day I walked in in the hospital. I, I tell this story all the time. I was working for as a part time for another company and I was doing um, newborn photography at the hospital. And I walked in in the room and I said to the mom, Hey mom, I am the, my lens. I'm the photographer and I am here to take your pictures with your baby. And mom was just looking down and the dad said, um, Oh no, not her, just the baby. She looks fat and ugly. And every cell in my body just wanted to punch this man in the face. <laughs> but I knew right at the moment that the mom needed me. Yeah. I needed to rescue this woman. And I don't really remember all the words that I said, but I know that I told her that she looked beautiful and that she will remember that time. I get chills when I say this because I still remember when my daughter was born and she was crying. I don't remember the second one because it was a, an emergency C-section. <laughs> yeah. But just in case she listens to this and she's like, how come you don't remember mine? Um, <laughs> when she was crying, I w it was a C-section as well, but um, I was awake and she was crying and they put her face next to mine and she just stopped crying. Yeah. And I can remember her smell. I don't remember how fat I looked or that my nose, because I'm very aware of my nose. I don't know, somehow. <laughs> um, right. That my nose looked like, like the, it was like five pounds over my normal size. Mm -hmm. That's all I remember. That beauty of that moment. And yeah. that's what I needed to tell that lady that this is what she needed to remember. So that's when I knew that photography were, was more just than just expressing myself as an artist, yeah. but it's a powerful tool to empower other people. Yeah, that's great. That's a great story. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Oof, without no doubt. Well, my mom, but my grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> my grandmother was my, my hero, my everything. And my mom too. She's a kind woman. But my mom, my grandmother opened a little convenience store in my country and she was always a go-getter um wonderful so she was my inspiration for wanting to have a business when i grew up yeah that's great so where was she from uh we're from nicaragua okay excellent so what was her business she opened a little convenience store she started selling um candies and little things like that to the neighbors and then she converted the um, the garage the two car garage um into a little convenience store and she started putting you know like a little bit of everything she will go to the capital and buy more stuff and will bring it here and you know to her store and then she, soon it was like a little you know supermarket yeah 
That's wonderful. So let me ask you this. If you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Oh, alive. Um, like, like a business people or it, it could be anybody, anybody that could be mutually beneficial to you or anybody that you admire. Oh, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Tony what would Robbins, you ask him? Yes. What would be the one thing you would ask him? Oh, I'm not sure what to ask him, but I would tell him you changed my life. I will go in the car and every time that I will pull a CD, <laughs> I don't know if we use that anymore, but I will put a CD that I will, you know, borrow from the library and I will be driving to, um, to work. And before, before then I had to drop my kids. So I'll be listening to Tony Robbins. And every time he said, if you said this, just say, I, and I will be like, I getting all pumped up in the car. And, you know, one day my daughter just, you know, shouted like, I was like, ah, yes. Yes. Nowadays they they say, oh, mom, you give me headaches with all your audio books. But I'm like, "Mm, something is sticking there. (laughs) Yeah, uh huh. certainly will. So let me ask you this. Obviously, Tony has a lot of motivation and he gives a lot of motivation to people. What is that motivation for you? What is it that gets you out of bed, taking pictures, doing your podcast, all of these things that are you? What is the motivation for that? My daughters, my I have two teenage daughters and I want, I'm a firm believer that we lead by example. And I want them to know that they can achieve anything they set, set their mind to. Like I said before, you know, sky is not the limit. We have the universe. God created the universe for us to explore. Um, so yeah, they, they are my fuel. They are my energy and I want to be an example for them. So in the realm of photography specifically, what's been the best feedback, best fan letter, so to speak, that you've gotten back? Oh, I recently had a photo shoot and these two beautiful souls said, everyone, should experience this. And I remember my mentor said, um, when you hear somebody tell you, everyone should experience this once in their lifetime, you'll know that you're doing an excellent job and you're changing lives. Excellent. Let me ask you this. If you had a dream tonight, and you ran into the 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life up to this point, what would you tell that young version of you? Oh, you know, never stop dreaming. But one thing that I always um, heard from people is be careful with the people that you hang around with. And I've never been that type of person to point the finger to anybody else. I will always, you know, know that I was the one who did stupid things because I chose to. We always have that choice, but I will tell myself to choose wisely, to hang around with people that do want to be the best version of themselves, that do want to be a photographer, a dreamer, just like me, the people that help me to get 
back in the right path, in the right direction, not do stupid things. <laughs> you know, we, when we all do stupid things, but do the right stupid things. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What's your, who's your favorite photographer? Who's somebody that you indulge in? Ah, my mentor, Sue Bryce. Excellent. What kind of stuff does she do? She is a portrait photographer and she empowers women to transform their mindsets. Then, and I'm big in mindset. Um, so she is somebody that I admire a lot and that I learn from. So my stepdaughter's, um, part Panamanian and she had a photo shoot probably eight months ago. And it's, it's just a different mentality for men and women. Like that yes, just totally enlivened for her sure. a huge deal, you know, cause I, I, I take a lot of photos myself, but what I would do is I would go on excursions with friends in the city and we would just, you know, I had a Pentax explore. K1000. We just explore and do that. But for her, it's a new thing. It's like, there's a self-esteem. There's the, you know, getting right. made up and finding all of these places to go to. And uh, we went to an old industrial part of downtown Kansas City and she absolutely loved it. And then she just recently got called back from the photographer to do specific poses based on the way that she looks. So it was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. It transformed. It just like men and women, we, we think differently. We, Men are more logical, and I'm not saying that there are women out there that, you know, like, I'm not going to, uh, what is the same pension hole? Yeah, right. Right. Um, women in specific, but we're more like the heart. It's like everything is emotional. Uh-huh. And, you know, we are very aware of our, the way we look and, oh my gosh. And, you know, so when we are in front, when, we bring, you know, the lens in front of somebody. It's like we're pointing a gun at them, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not the same thing when I tell a man, okay, pause in this way. And that when I tell women, okay, you need to pause in this way. And you, everybody's a, a little afraid at the beginning. But then it's like a whole, oops, there, you, there I go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we all get so, you know, like into the moment and we, we want to be like the supermodel for the day. Yeah, absolutely. No, it is. It's it's beautiful. And that's so good. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. That's been kind of a resonating theme with you is that it really is more than just taking an actual photo and cementing that moment time. It's more of a psychological, therapeutic moment of allowing people to be themselves and to have that moment forever. And there's something that that's when art and psychology almost merge in a very beneficial way, you know? So it's and good. I I love it that you put it that way because for me it's always it always goes back to mindset. Yeah, it's like I want to change the way you see yourself. I want to change the way you perceive yourself, not through my eyes, but showing you that this is you. This is beautiful you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of that, everyone has a perception of you: family, friends, clients, colleagues. But you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Oh my goodness. Nobody, <laughs> nobody ever asked me that. Who do, and it's funny, you know, cause, um, I, and, and if my cousin listens to this, he's going to have a kick of, of this, but it's like, you know, we grow up in the same family, right? And we all go and, and have our own little families, but all you will remember sometimes is that boyfriend that I had in high school and, or that, 
class that I took in in college, and and then you just remember little tiny bits of you know our lives, right? And if I go by everybody else else's perception, like it, it took me a while to really understand how do I perceive myself, and this is not an easy question to to answer. And I did a lot of journaling, and I believe that I'm always evolving. Like I can give you an answer today, and tomorrow I change my mind, and and they're gonna be like, "But you said you were this yesterday." <laughs> And today you change your mind. <laughs> no, yeah. it's just like, you know, like I love curiosity. I love learning about myself every day. Every day something changes. I look at myself in the mirror and the first thing I said is good morning. Oh my goodness. I woke up this morning and look at my hair. It's beautiful. Instead of just going back and saying that this damn nose. My God, it's red today. What's going on with that rosacea that my doctor said I have? And, you know, and we start beating up ourselves and, and we start changing that perception. So for me is like, I'm growing every day, every day, you know, today I had, I don't know if you can see them, but I have finally have, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I don't have my age, but finally I have gray hair. Yeah. And I'm just letting them grow. They yeah. look beautiful how sure. come we can tell men that they look so handsome with the gray hair but women go and paint your hair dye your hair and and do a little bit of buttocks here and little buttocks over there because yeah <laughs> you know so i perceive myself as always evolving yeah that absolutely <laughs> so my wife would color her hair for a long time and finally let it go gray people freak out now they're like they're like people pay money to have that happen you know that's that's where we've gone so that's right it's, it's amazing just embracing that so if anyone wants to see your work look at anything pertaining to your world where can they go oh really easy my lens that's m-a-y-i-l-e-n-z.com and you, they can find my instagram it's my lens and pretty much everything it's it's there Excellent. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for opening up your story and, and, and giving us your time today. It's wonderful. It's such an evolved, wonderful way of, of living life. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And I love how you said that um, we get to know people and we have so much more in common than, you know, what politics or what the world is saying out there. Yeah. Um we have the same love for art and photography. Absolutely. You work as an IT, my husband. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. It's like it's, it, it really is a small world and it is so great to connect and different parts. So I'm giving you Kansas City dreams. I got Miami dreams. So we're good. <laughs> Miami, the sunshine state, Florida. Absolutely. It's not so sunshine now, but right. it, it's a beautiful it, state. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's great to meet you. Thank you so much. Send my best to Miami and have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. 